It's the unseen things that are trying to plant seeds into your mind that are contrary to my word. It is a plan of the enemy. He has done it before in the earth in the time of Noah where the earth became so corrupted that there was no one perfect in their generations except Noah. And he was perfect because he was not corrupted in his thinking and he still saw me as God. What is happening right now in the earth It is a war to destroy my word, to keep you unfocused from communion with me, from seeing what is really going on in the earth and what my plan is for the earth. It is to keep you distracted, it is to keep you confused, it is to keep you off course of my destiny that I have for you. What you see going on in the earth right now is nothing but a distraction. It is the enemy's plan to corrupt your mind so that you cannot see me anymore. So that you cannot see clearly from where I see things. It is absolutely imperative that you stay connected to me and to my son, Jesus that you listen to my spirit that is dwelling within you, that the information that I give you will far outweigh the fear and the misrepresentation of what is really going on in the earth. It will give you a discernment. It will give you a power and authority to walk in my love, to walk in my mercy, to walk in my grace, and it will meet every one of your needs according to my riches and glory. Stay focused on me, stay in my temple, stay seated with me in heavenly places. Do not be distracted, for I have given you the strength and the power to overcome, because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world, and that is me. I have created all things, and all things were made for me, by me, and through me. My plan is a sure plan. My plan will last for eternity. This plan that you see is temporal. It is fake. It is a deception. Stay close to me. Stay close to me like you've never stayed close to me before. For a time is coming when many will fall away. They'll be distracted. They'll follow avenues that are not my avenues. Stay on the boulevard that leads to my throne room. Do not go down to the left or to the right, but stay centered in me. For I am truth, I am the way, and I am the life. And you will never be disappointed with the knowledge and the information that I give you, and your hope will never disappoint that you have been, that has been planted in your heart by me for a purpose, because without hope, there is no, there is no power to move forward. My hope 
is what energizes your very soul. My hope cannot be destroyed by the words of men or by the actions of men. For I am far above all things. Stay in me, stay in me, stay in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you just love sitting in the presence of the Lord? Oh, I treasure that. Every time we're in this place, I just treasure it. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. Now, if I could just find my glasses, we can move forward here. Help, honey, help, help. She's the best at finding things. If I can't find things, I just yell, Debbie! <laughs> and they magically appear. <laughs> In the eight places that I look, she finds it. <laughs> it's a gift, I'm going to tell you. It's a gift. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are sweet, you know that, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to read from Crosshairs this morning, so if you should have received the sheet, just follow along with me. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister to Him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be His servants, these I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Isaiah 56, verses 6 and 7. We believe the house of the Lord is many things, but there is one thing that the Lord has designated it to be. It is easy to assume that the house of the Lord is a place of preaching, teaching, and soul winning. We are all called to do these, but God designated one definition of His house, which is what we are called to be. My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. That definition insists on three important realities. Number one, prayer is the defining characteristic of the house of God. It permeates the ambience, and it is the most dominant feature of the church's prevailing culture. A prayerless church is an amphorous, insensitive, superficial, religious pacifist whose priorities are misplaced, responsibilities misguided, and misfirings mark their efforts. However, a praying church is a spiritual community that is living according to its ordained designation. Such a church has a friend and an audience with God. Power to decode the mind of the Lord, discernment to uncover the enemy's schemes, and authorization to intervene on earthly matters by intercession. By extension, every believer needs to assign the same priority to their spiritual development. Intimacy with the Lord is priority number one in the life of every sincere seeker. 
without which life is but a cyclical dodge that assumes hugging a Bible and an occasional whimper that passes for prayer is enough to have power in his presence. Number two, a church living by its ordained designation contributes to ecological balance. In society, many jobs help keep life humming smoothly. Garbage men, mailmen, a doctor, a farmer all play vital roles in societal balance. Remove the garbage collector from the ecological equation and life can quickly become lopsided. <laughs> Don't we know that? <laughs> wow. When Jesus rehearsed Isaiah's prophecy and said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, Mark 11:17. he used the Greek word to describe the house. As used by Jesus, house does not emphasize a building or a cathedral. The Greek word oikos, this word is used to describe a household and the basic unity of society. Oikos is the root word from which we get the English words ecosystem and ecology. Jesus was describing a spiritual community that is, that is a critical part of life's ecological balance. A dysfunctional church or a prayless church is like a python in the Everglades. It is a foreign invasive species that adds no value but extracts value and destroys eco-balance. Put that eco-balance thought in context and you will understand why Jesus turned over the money tables and whipped those in the temple because they had reduced his house of prayer to an anomalous entity that throws the oikos out of balance. And that word, I, I looked up that word and I, I, I needed to get clar clarity on it because I thought it meant another thing. I thought it meant to be alone, singular. It, it's anything but that. So I wrote it down. It says, to deviate from a general rule or method. It is to be abnormal or irregular. So when a church meets and they don't pray, that's abnormal. That's irregular. That's not right. We're out of balance. We're out of the system. A house of prayer for all nations cancels the us, we, and I Christianity and brings others into our crosshairs. Christianity that is ethically, culturally, nationally, and denominationally exclusive is myopic and anti-God. It betrays the global reach of the kingdom and misrepresents God's love for the world. Praying for the nations is part of the church's biblical and ethical responsibility, and our prayer is incomplete without us looking beyond ourselves to the world that God loves and Christ died for. I want to go back to point one because I want to actually read that psalm. If you can turn in your Bibles to Psalm 27 in reading verse 4. And I, I read that, this psalm this morning in the context of, of what David was saying here. So we're going to read this in verse 4. It says, One thing I have desired of the Lord... that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now I find that very interesting because the temple wasn't built yet. Amen? But yet David said, I will spend my time every minute, every breath that I have in the presence and in the temple of God. He saw heaven. He saw God seated on the throne. And that's where we need to be when we're in prayer. We are connected with God the Father. 
and we are in his temple in all the days of our lives. The prayer points that we're going to pray for today, number one, Ukraine needs our prayer as this war can have enormous refugee and humanitarian repercussions. Number two, pray for the mind of the Lord in global negotiations for quick resolution to the current crisis. Three, stability in the community of NFCC as we negotiate the season of transition. And four, the spiritual leaders in the city, Lou Perez, pastor of Destiny Christian Church. And I, I thought that was very interesting that um, Anderson had specifically picked out Lou. And I'm not going to talk about Lou. I'm just saying I, I, I really like the fact that we're praying for another church and specifically the lead pastor of another church. And I would almost like to do that every week, a pastor of a church that you may know of. They could be a big church. They could be a small church. It doesn't matter. A man of God that you know that is laboring in the Lord, that needs prayer because the Bible says for us to pray for one another and to carry one another's burdens. Amen? So this, this should be normal to us, to pray for another church. This shouldn't be something that is, like, exclusive. And there's something else I want to do today, too. As I was praying this morning, there was a thought that came to my mind. And you're going to laugh about it. It was this thought. You're really going to have to perform this week because last week you really prayed. wonder where that one came from. So I'm not going to perform today. I'm going to do just the opposite. First of all, I'm not going to pay attention to that thought. But what I would like to do is I would like to have someone come up here who has in their heart that they would like to pray for one of these points. And I'm not going to put any pressure on you. If no one raises their hand, fine, I'll continue to pray. But if there's someone here who has a point right now that you would like to pray, you can pick anyone you want. It doesn't have to be in order. And I'm in no hurry. This isn't a, you know, you got three seconds to answer or else we're moving on. I'm going to take a time here. Because this is a house of prayer. And we are all part of this house. We all have something to contribute. We all have a gift. We all have the ability to stand before God and, and to cry out before Him. And to say what is on our heart, which is usually what's on the heart of God and which is on the heart of the community of the church that you're in. Hallelujah. What I usually do in prayer on Tuesdays when we pray at 12 o'clock, sometimes we don't get any hands up right away. So I just say, okay, would you like to take one? Would you like to take two? Because you know what? We need to start feeling comfortable doing this. Okay? This is normal. To stand up here and pray in, in front of the body of Christ, you are right where you're supposed to be. This is normal. To just sit down and let the pastor pray or let one person pray, that's abnormal. Because the Bible says when they came together, one had a psalm, one had a prophecy, 
someone had a word from the Lord, someone had you know, something to say, they came together as a body. And they were together. They were, they were unified in their hearts and in their minds. And that's why in the early church they were so powerful. It wasn't, the structure was not set up like it is today. So, is there anyone here that would like to take a point? Just, I want you to just come right up. Come on up, Bill. You want, you want to pray from back there? You want four? You got it. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Hallelujah. The first point we're going to pray for is Ukraine needs our prayer as this war can have enormous refugee and humanitarian repercussions. Hallelujah. Father, Lord God, you see the innocent lives that are caught in the crosshairs of, of this war that is taking place between governments, between those that have interests that we don't see that's not talked about on the radio, that's not seen on television, Father. But, but you know what is discussed in the back rooms. You know the hearts of those that have good intentions and those that have evil intentions. The unfortunate thing, Father, is there's so many innocent people that are caught in the crosshairs of this war. And these are the people that we want to lift up right now, Lord. Lift up to you, Father, for your protection, for your mercy and your grace. Lord God, send your angels there to protect those that need that protection, Father, that are in dangerous places right now, Father. Cause those bullets to be diverted. Cause those planes to fly off course. Cause those tanks to break down. Lord God, do supernatural things, Father, that would be a testimony and a glory to your honor and to your name. Strengthen the church that is in the Ukraine now, Father. Give them the wisdom, a supernatural wisdom, to operate in the knowledge that you have already deposited in their hearts and increase that knowledge, Father, so they know how to take the knowledge of you and put it into real-life use in the situation that they are in, Father, with that supernatural wisdom that you have. Father, supply every one of their needs physically. Lord God, you know things will be cut short as far as heating their homes and fuel and food and, and cars and, and the necessities of life, Father. You know that they have need of that. Lord God, your word says that a sparrow doesn't even fall to the ground without you knowing about it. How much more do you care for your church that is in the Ukraine now, Father? How much more do you care for the people that are in the Ukraine, Father, for all people, Lord? that not one of them will fall, Father God, without knowing that you love them, knowing that you have their, their, that they are in your arms, Father. Lord God, help the church to speak boldly at this time, to not shrink back, Father. Give them the, the resources that they need to reach out, to move in a way that is needed in this time and in this place, in this part of the world. Father, help those that have resources not to be greedy. Father, loose their hearts from greed, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, and loose all things that are needed in this country and pour it out upon this people, Father. Be it believers and unbelievers, Father, for you love all of mankind, for you gave your Son for the entire world. 
Father, help the church to meet. Help them not to just splinter. Help them not to be filled with dismay and fear, Father, but to be filled with faith, the faith of Almighty God, the faith that moves mountains, Father. Help them to pray this situation. They're there on the ground. They see what's going on, Father. Give them that information that they need to pray your will into the earth, Father. Lord God, help the leadership to stay strong. Help the elders and all those involved in the church there, Father God, in a leadership position, Father, to stay strong. Strengthen them in the inner man with your power, with your resurrection power. Let your spirit fall on that land, Father God. Let a revival start in the hearts of the people, Father God, because they will see that you are their only hope, that there is no political solution, Father God, but that you are the solution to every problem of man. Father, exalt your word in the nation of Ukraine, Father. Exalt your word, Father, and let people see that your word is life itself, that your word can deal with the very realities of life, that that your word is not contained in four walls, but it goes out into all the community. And it accomplishes that which you wanted to do, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for doing this, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray. We pray for those that are negotiating. Lord God, we just pray right now that the enemy's mouth would be shut in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father God, that your your power would permeate into the back rooms into the open rooms. That, Father God, you would give certain leaders boldness to stand forward and cause others to stand down and let your people stand up that you put in leadership positions. Father God, destroy the work of the enemy in these negotiations. Father, we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus, destroy the work of the enemy. Let your leaders use the name of Jesus with the authority that you intended to give them to use it in a proper way so that your will will be done in the face of the earth. And let you receive glory from this, Father. And you will draw men to you from this, Father, from this supernatural intervention that you can do, Father. We're asking you, Father, to get involved in these negotiations, Father, and and give a loud, clear precise, transparent voice to truth in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to shut up the airwaves. We ask you to shut up the airwaves that are filled with fear so that the leaders do not act based on a political agenda, but they would act on the will of God. Father, we thank you for moving in a very powerful and mighty way. And Father, we also pray now for the stability of this church, this local body of believers, Father, that we have come together today to praise you, to worship you, to exalt you as Almighty God. You are the God that has created the heavens and earth. You have created everything that we can see with our eyes. The very things that we look at, the very creation itself speaks of your glory so that men are without excuse. Father, we pray for this body of believers, Father. Lord God, we pray for your strength and your ability to move forward in a, in a clear, in a, in a way that is bringing honor and glory to your name. Father, help us to move forward. Help us to move forward so that we can listen to the voices within every one of our hearts. 
the voice that is your voice, Father, so that when we continue to move forward, everyone that comes and begins to move forward in this process would have a word from you, Father, a word that brings us to a place that we can move forward in a unity and, and in a power, Father, in a love for one another, Father, in a love that is so powerful, that's so full of mercy and grace that it can overcome anything that the enemy would want to shoot at this place to destroy it in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the devices of the enemy that would try to destroy this body of Christ for you're not able to, for you've lost your authority. Hallelujah. You've been stripped of your authority. You have no authority in this place in the name of Jesus. Father, let your spirit move in a mighty way in every one of our hearts and minds, Father. Lord God, cause those that you've called to be here, Father God, even from other parts of this nation. Father, we're not limited to this city. You've, you've called people from other parts of this nation to be here at this time, at this day. Father, you're speaking to people right now that we don't even know. People that we never even heard of, Father. Those that you have called, they are your sons and daughters, Father. Bring them here, Father. And help us to recognize the gifts and the abilities that they have when they walk through this door. Help us to get rid of the traditional things that we look at, Father God. And help us to look at the very heart in the very words and the very fruit that they bear from their life. Father, we don't want tradition. We don't want man's tradition in this place anymore. And Father God, forgive us all, I included, for walking in the traditions of men. Father God, the only one we want to please is you. And you are the only one that we are to answer to. We give our lives to you, Father God. We lay down our lives to you as a sacrifice that is pleasing to you, our bodies as living sacrifices, to use as you see fit, Father. Break us free from the traditions of men, the traditions of religion, Father, and help us to move in the very life and power of Jesus, your Son. Father, a power that is so powerful that it destroys the work of the enemy when the very words are spoken from this body. That it destroys those thoughts which exalts itself against your knowledge in the minds of men and women. Father God, raise up your word to be spoken with clarity in this place in the name of Jesus. For without your word, without your knowledge, without your peace, without your power, without the Holy Spirit, without Jesus as our Lord, we can do nothing. We don't want to walk in our own strength, Father, but we want to walk in the strength that you have given us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our, our God, your Son, our Lord, and our Savior, our brother, who is seated on the throne right now, the first man to be seated on the throne as an example of who we are to follow. He has conquered all, Father, and that our vision, keep it on him. Help us to keep our focus on Jesus Christ the author and finisher of our faith. So that when things come our way, Father God, we're not moved by the circumstances, we're only moved by the authority of our Lord Jesus and the example that He has set for us here in the earth. 
Lord God, let everyone here know, Father, the importance of staying connected to you. As Jesus prayed before he went to the cross, that we would be one like Jesus is one with you. That we would do nothing without hearing from you, Father. That we would not act in the flesh, but we would act in the spirit. That our spirits joined with your spirit would move in a mighty way. Father, we thank you for this in Jesus' name.